I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to the Already Friends podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. I'm trying to get better at enunciating already because I've told so many people that I have a podcast called Already Friends and I say it fast and they're like, Already Friends? Like you talk about like art things and creative stuff and I'm like, oh, I wonder how many people I've told that haven't followed up. think we have like Artie an art friends. They never found it. Unless there is an Artie Friends. Oh, it does <laughs> sound like Artie Friends. Yeah, like A-R-T-Y. I'm saying Artie. Like A-R-T-Y. Artie Friends. <laughs> Already friends. Jamaican. Wait, what's that beer can? The one that's like a tongue twister? I don't know. Anyway, guys. Anyways. That's the theme of today's episode is we don't know. We... <laughs> are obviously doing our wellness series. And we had a guest lined up and there's a big time zone difference between our current time and our guest time. And it was just so hard to coordinate schedules. And you know what? We were like, we'll just make it work next week. We didn't want to scramble and find a different guest. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to hang out and chit chat today. And I think this is the first time we've ever done an episode with no direction. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I think there was maybe one other one, but... We always get feedback. I was saying this to Allison. We always get feedback that people like that we're just chatting, just doing girl talk. And you're right. 
like we usually have some sort of outline, but it's like we shoot the shit all the time on the phone, on FaceTime. And it's very similar to what the people say they like. So we're like, let's just try it. Let's see how this goes and just catch up like we always do. But truly with no outline. I mean, I I put some topics down of things that have piqued my interest or things I've been seeing this past week, but nothing. Like some talking points. Yeah. Not a topic. Just like some things that I'll ask you about and just get your opinion on. But this is going to be like true girl talk. I love this for us. (laughs) This is a new era of letting go and not being perfectionist. Yeah. It definitely just is a lot of prep time doing the podcast. Like when we have guests or very thorough topics that we research, write outlines for, it just takes a lot of time. So this will be fun just to actually talk about things like how I spend so much time on TikTok. We can actually talk about the things I'm seeing now and just stuff like that. Yeah. Like last week when we were talking on the phone when I was driving all the way across town, like if people heard those conversations, I feel like they would eat it up. So we have to not do that and save those things. (laughs) No, I literally have one that I was going to talk to you about before we jumped on. I'm like, no, we're going to save it. We're going to get the live reaction on the pod. So welcome, everybody. If this goes well, we're going to make this more frequent. So let us know if you like this format of just saying what's on our minds. I, I would like it. It's, e- <laughs> it's, it's so, so much like easier. It. It's so much I just am showing up today. Like normally the mornings before we record, I'm like a little anxious. I'm like, oh my God, I like, do I have all my ducks in a row? Okay. Outline pulled up here, here, here. And this morning was very laid back. I made some pumpkin bars this weekend. Oh, now I'm fun. just going off topic. But No, this is good. Go catch up. What are you been up to? Okay. Okay. So in the fall, at some point, I got a Thrive Market membership, which is like an online grocery subscription because I don't have a car. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I can get the groceries delivered to my house. And I was feeling all like harvest, fall girl. And I ordered a bunch of baking supplies, like some pumpkin and you know flour, ni- nice ingredients that I somehow had never had in my house. And I have an Airbnb guest right now. And we somehow got on the topic of pumpkin on Saturday night. It was like 4 p.m. He was about to leave to go get dinner. And I was like going to go to the gym and start packing because I go to Tulum tomorrow. And we both were like, oh, dude, some pumpkin baked goods would like hit the spot right now. And we were both like, should we should we bake? <laughs> I was oh like, I, I haven't baked anything in years. So this could be criminal, whatever happens. And the only ingredient we were missing for these pumpkin bars was eggs because I don't normally eat eggs. Mm-hmm. So he went to the gas station, got some eggs, and we whipped up a huge batch of pumpkin bars. And I've been eating them for like three days. They're so good. Yeah, like they looked good. I saw you post them on your story. It was just so comforting to just like bake, like mm-hmm. on a Saturday night, like put my phone away, be messy. And it went well. Yeah, they were edible. <laughs> I could eat them. It's so and, nice to bake stuff like that and just have it so that you're not hungry or when you need a little snack, you're like, oh my gosh, I have all these bars. Yeah, I just put, I cut them all up, put them in some Tupperware. And I've been just snagging little bites. And if you have too many, you can even freeze them too. And then you just defrost them when you eat one. Oh, I was like, do I need to eat all of these before I leave (laughs) town tomorrow? I mean, put me to it. I'll try my best. No, definitely freeze them. That's so nice because I'll make a lot of muffins, but Connor doesn't eat muffins. Mm. So it's just me. So I'll freeze the rest. And then if I'm ever starving before the gym or even just after the gym or on any morning where I don't want to cook, I just defrost a muffin in the microwave and it's delicious. Do you do the thing where you like get the paper towel wet and put it around it so it's not dry? I don't know. The most recent one I did were pretty moist already, but I've never done that for muffins. I do that for rice because I hate microwaving rice 
when it gets dry. So I put a wet paper towel on it, but I haven't done that for muffins. So that's a good hack. Okay, we'll try each other's things. Yeah. I'll defrost. You'll do the, yeah. the wet paper Fre- towel. Freeze your bars. That's perfect. What else? Yeah. How is Airbnb? Oh my God, I love it. It's been so fun. Because last week you announced Airbnb in your apartment now. Yeah. <laughs> like, first, that's like, crazy. I've, that's exciting. Uh, for, that's a true bed and breakfast. Marbles. Yeah, I know. I'm like pumpkin bars, coffee, bed. Here you guys go. Under the same <laughs> roof, interacting. It's been really fun. I've had like, I don't know, five different people, all walks of life. And it's making me uh, do exposure therapy to like mess and germs and someone else's dog. And I'm like doing okay, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you'd think I would be pretty geeked out based off of how I've been in the past, but I'm just trying to let go. And it's been going fine. Looking forward to it. Actually, two people are moving in long term in March. So I only have like a month left of like, quote unquote, random roommates. Okay. Okay. So once you have that roommate, then you're not going to have that listing Mm -hmm. anymore. Okay. That makes sense. Unfortunately, I'm like, damn, I need to like build more rooms in here. I'm about to start a hostel. It's so fun. (laughs) I could totally see you owning and operating a hostel. I did some interview right when I graduated college. I don't know, some like small local magazine. And they were like, what would, what do you want to bring to Omaha? And I was like, Omaha's first hostel. Mm. So it is, it has been in the back of my mind. And I've talked to Sam about it that Mm -hmm. we had on here, Sam Noddle, because I'm like, you're a real estate guy. I'm like, help me find the perfect place for this hostel, especially if we branded it as already friends. Oh, wow. That's cool. Could be a thing. I'm into it. Little already friends hostels for everyone to meet each other around the country. Literally every European city, even the smaller ones, have hostels. And I feel like I'm just seeing one in Chicago in the last five years. And then I had never stayed in it. I don't even know if it's nice or anything. Or I feel like there's one in New York too, and that's it. I've stayed at two different ones in Chicago. One was called mm-hmm. the Freehand, and it was like a little bit nicer, more of a hotel hostel. Mm-hmm. Just had a co- mostly hotel rooms, I believe, and then some hostel rooms. And then I stayed at one like true hostel in Chicago, and it was rough. And I paid to stay there. So I'm like, the bar, I feel like for hostels can be pretty low when people need a bed. Actually, there is one that I've heard of in somewhere in Steamboat Springs or somewhere in Colorado for skiing. And that one's really nice and hip. And people really like that one. So I guess that's one of the only other ones I've heard of in the U.S. Because it makes sense. Yeah, especially with the way the economy is going. Because I originally thought with the Airbnb that I have with New Wave where it's just the place for the guests. Like, I don't meet them. They do the smart lock, get in, whatever. I thought more people would want that for their traveling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I do get a good amount of bookings there. But having only listed my spare bedrooms in my apartment two weeks ago now, it's been booked almost every single night. That's crazy. And I, yeah, I guess I just thought that there wouldn't be that much demand for that. But people are by themselves. They're low maintenance. They're like, I literally just need a bed and a shower. Are they driving but, across country? Yeah. A couple, one of those, this last weekend, he was doing Chicago to Seattle. Last week, I had to furnish, because I had one bedroom done. I had to finish the other one. I carried a queen mattress up my entire back staircase across the rooftop in around the corner, like that walkway into the apartment. I have no idea how. I wish there was a video. (laughs) Wait, an unfolded mattress or a mattress in a box? No, an un, uh, like an open, (laughs) big, secondhand mattress that 
even when the guy and I were putting it in the back of the truck, I was like, this is so heavy. How the fuck am I supposed to get this into my apartment? And when I got home, I went into the bar because I was like, ooh, there's definitely going to be like some man in here that I can be like, help me. Yeah. I need to get this up. And I went in and there was literally just like an old couple having dinner sitting down. I'm like, okay, I don't want to like ruin this intimate moment. And this guy is like pretty old. And so I waited in the street for a second and no one was walking by. And I was like, fuck, I've got to do this on my own. And I don't know what my game plan was. Like I had to push it on the ground. So the mattress cover thing got so dirty and so muddy. Mm -hmm. So I just zipped it off once I got it upstairs put it on like a three-hour sanitization cycle and the washer came out spotless. It's like this really nice Serta mattress that I bought from some guy's storage house for 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you can get nice mattresses because people don't usually want to buy them. And even when I left New York, I have a very nice mattress, use it for a year. And I had put it on Facebook Marketplace and no one wanted it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, just, I'll keep it. So I do have it still. But I'm like, is it more of a hassle to... We figured it out. But I'm like, no one wants... When they're really fine. Like, I'm like, I'm a normal person. Like, this is a very clean, barely used mattress. I know. And when you think about it, it's like people will stay at a hotel and the bed has been slept in hundreds of times. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you buy a secondhand one from one person that's used it for a year, it's one person who's like showering most nights before they go to bed. Yeah. It's like in the listing, I'm like, how do I put normal, clean person, not a freak, <laughs> but had a mattress cover. I put sheets on it. I'm yeah. not just like raw dogging it on this mattress. Yeah. No, but I, I'm happy I have it still because it's the best mattress ever. But I'm very impressed. Even when I got this one, that one I'm talking about in New York, I was in a box and it was so heavy. And I had to take up three flights of stairs. It literally took me like 20 minutes because I had to go one step at a time and just like sit <laughs> and then like put one step. And I, I would just get to the first landing and be like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And that was in like a cylinder or um, like a rectangle box. It was very fine and it was rolled up. So I cannot. I mean, I can believe it. You can do anything, but. I remember when you got that mattress. I like specifically <laughs> remember the Instagram post you yeah. made, like sitting in that little bedroom. It was like right when we like first became good friends. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's literally exactly correct. Well, okay. how, you were the first person that I was like, whoa, the mattress came in a box? I know. That was like that was right when that then. was all happening. Now that's the norm. I feel like everyone buys them like that. Anyway, I'm surprised you didn't fall. Honestly, good for you because your stairs are steep. And it's not a normal, it's like a flight and a half. And the turn, when I was like 80% up and had to make that turn, I felt so stuck. And I was like, I think I'm regretting my choice. The only option is I have to let it slide all the way down to the bottom. No. Or I just have to develop some extra strength right here and get after it. <laughs> Which, speaking of extra strength, you and I are both in our lifting eras. We are. I literally lifted this morning. I'm loving it. I'm loving it too. What are you doing? Uh, like uh, as a program? Yeah. Or what do you mean? You go first. So Julian, McKenna's husband, we're works as a strength training coach for the MLB. And I'm trying to get snatched for, what, three months for my wedding. So I have to be looking good. And <laughs> I think it's kind of fun to have something to train for, like a date. And I was telling him, I'm like, I'm doing Legree, but everyone says you need to do lifting and Legree to get the best results. And I was just like, I don't know what to do in the gym because I haven't found... Because there are some Pilates and lifting programs online, but there's not like a Legree specific and lifting program. And he was like, well, how many days do you want to lift? And I was telling him, I'm like, I want to say three, but I know realistically two. And he's like, two would honestly be really good because people say 
three degree classes a week is, I mean, you don't really need to do more than that. I feel like doing more than that, you're not giving your muscles enough time to re- recover. That's what one of my Legree instructor friends told me. So I was saying, what if we did three Legree classes and then two lifts? And he's like, you should do that plus one cardio day. Uh, so we called it one, two, three Legree. because it's three Legree classes, two lifting days, and then one cardio day. And he made me this whole program, this 12-week program. And he made it so nice. It's a super nice PDF with all the lifts. And I'm like, Julian, you need to sell this because you've come up with something brilliant. And that is the workout formula that everyone says. Everyone's like, you got to lift and do Legree, but I've yet to see anyone have a program. So be on the lookout if I force Julian to sell it because I think it's really good. It's so realistic. I cannot... I'm just not a lifting girly. I will not be going to lift more than two times a week. And I'm on week two. And I've done all the workouts so far. Oh my God. Yeah. Love the name. Love Julian just being a homie. That is awesome. I know. Yeah. And he has actually gone to some degree classes too. And he went before he wrote the program so that he could really understand. He's gone with McKenna in Austin because they're living in Austin, Texas right now. And yeah, he totally... Because that's his job. So I just love that he did that. And yeah, stay tuned because I told him like, this program is gold. And I think it's should be up for sale. <laughs> I'm like, you need to sell this because you put in all the time and did the classes and wrote the program. So yeah, maybe just put it in your Lincoln bio. And then as you make sales, you just send Julian his half. That's why I said, I was like, we let's do this together. I'll market it. You're the brains. He literally is a certified personal training coach, has his master's in nutrition and science and I don't know, all the, all the lifting and health stuff. So he's the real deal. Oh my God. Well, that makes me, maybe I'll have to adjust a little bit. Yeah, because what are you doing? Three lifts, two leg days, one upper body day, one Legree, because also my Legree place is so far. It's like 25 minutes. And wow. so for me, getting all the way out there three days a week is a commitment. And they sell, they uh, the classes feel so fast. And I'm just not that organized yet with my schedule. Mm-hmm. But my gym, aka the YMCA, is about 1.2 miles from my apartment. So I can, when it's nice, I can jog over there, like a warm up, Mm -hmm. quick drive, bike, whatever. And then like two to three yoga classes. So that's what I did last week. Two leg days, one upper body day, one Legree, one restore yoga, and two hot yoga. Mm -hmm. And that felt very sustainable. Yeah. Um, So it's three lifts a week for you. Mm-hmm. But I really, really want a butt right. so bad. And I, I just feel like I've got to really do those leg days if that's ever going to happen. 100%. And the way you have a, what do you call it, a genetic ahead of me on having, like, I just like don't have a butt. That's just like not how my body is shaped. So I've got to like double down. Right. In that area. Yeah. Me and, <laughs> say me and Riley, my younger brother, have like, butts. I don't know why. We just have big butts. So like, or not big, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I I really don't need to try. Yeah. Like you're from the back, your butt goes out and then down to your legs. <laughs> I'm just a little more like straight shaped. I've been trying to figure out my kibby. Have you gone down that rabbit hole no. on TikTok? It's like the kibby body types, K-I-B-B-E. Some fashion guy. I'm butchering this made them up and there's like, I don't know, 10 different body types. And it goes on this scale from on the left side, it's like really long and tall people. And then on the far right, it's a little more like curvy and short. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm pretty right in the middle. Okay. I was trying to look at them, but my body dysmorphia is so bad. I was like, am I super tall? And it's like only above 5'10". And I'm like, okay, that actually is not me. And then I'm like, maybe I am a little shorty with... No. 
no, I'm just smack in the middle. Right just in the middle. average. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's good to know. And again, that makes sense. We have different workout plans because we have different goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, love that. And last thing on the Kibby thing is since he's a fashion person, he teaches you how to dress for that. Yeah. So like I have more broad shoulders, so I should wear like straight leg or wide leg pants to even out my shape. Okay. And I've always known like if I wear leggings, I just look like a like little toothpick legs and like so (laughs) top heavy, like it just looks weird. So if I wear leggings, I have to wear like taller socks and like bunch them up around my ankles with like big boots to bring some of that weight down. Otherwise, I just feel like like a (laughs) top heavy upside down triangle. Just fine. Not not what I'm going for. Yeah, there is there is rules with proportions and things. And I love that one TikTok sound that's going viral. That's like, if it's not interesting by color, it needs to be interesting by shape. And if it's not interesting by shape, it needs to be interesting by texture. And that was such a light bulb moment when people were doing those. I'm like, whoa, this is fashion. This makes sense. Yeah, we did one of those at 1404. I'm having, total side note, I'm just having so much fun making content for 1404. Mm-hmm. It's Fashion content is just so easy and fun to make where I feel like other, I don't know, lifestyle, aspirational, I kind of have to like gear myself up for it or something. Yeah. And like making fashion content is just so easy and fun. Yeah. I guess. There's no rules. Yeah, you can just put on cute outfits and just kind of, you don't even have to think about what you're going to edit afterwards either. You can just film bunch mm-hmm. of outfits. I mean, it obviously helps if you know you're going to edit it, but I could even imagine you could film and then just put a cute trending sound or kind of do a fix it in post, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Okay. Last week, what did you do this week? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I had a crazy weekend. I went to that live show, Eli Rallo's, I didn't know I needed this book tour, came to St. Louis and she's one of my TikTok mutuals. So uh, she's been bringing people out on stage for everyone who she knows that lives in those cities. So she reached out and asked if I'd be in town, if I wanted to come on stage and do a little segment, play a little game. And it was so fun. I read her book before I went, so I was prepared. But we actually just did a game on different TikTok trends and just kind of like, it was literally like doing the podcast, honestly. So everyone was like, you weren't nervous at all. Like you seemed such a natural. I'm like, because this is literally what we do on our podcast. We just goof and joke about different topics, but it was so fun. It was very cool. I'm like, this is very eye-opening for us, even if we ever got to go on tour, because it's really cool to see how they set it up. And I've been to City Winery before because my aunt is actually a sommelier and comedian. So she's done a tour at these city wineries around the US. I went to, oh yeah, you were there. Wait, you went, right? Yeah. Yeah, you came. I did. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, honestly, like having, being on stage, having all your guests at the tables, drinking wine. And yeah, it was very eye-opening. So I'm like, wait, we could totally do this one day. Like, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Because I know... I like that. Okay, cool. I, like, I like busy things. Like when I used to manage the bar and nightclub, we would do big events all the time and I'd have to coordinate hundreds of people and things and... Or going on stage. Yeah, I know. That's what, like... Okay, That's good. fine. Okay, because I'm putting that on a vision board. <laughs> I think if it was either like, say you go on tour and you do it a lot for a short amount of time yeah. or you space them out, then it could be like a fun run. I wouldn't want to overdo it too much where, you know, like traveling, not that we have like all these sold out shows across the country, but they say it can be really tiring and that you're just like, ah, oh, like to muster up to do it again. So I would want to do it enough that it feels really fun, but not too much that I'm like, I can't give it my all. A hundred percent. No, I think there's a good balance. Eli did seven shows in 10 days, which is crazy. She did eight shows total. One was in December in New York. And then the rest she has done in the last 10 days. And St. Louis is the last stop. So I got her a little cupcake to celebrate. Like, 
first leg you're tore done because I think she picks up again in March. But oh, you looked like a great co-host, for lack of better words, up there. Oh the gosh. dress, the vibe, the content. It looked great. Thank you. Shout out to Nuli. Got the dress there. And it was just, it's fun. Her book has a very cool cover and it's like pinks and yellows and reds. So it was easy to fit into the color scheme. But yeah, she was so great. I would love to have her on. I know I talked about maybe having her on when she was in St. Louis, but it being her last tour of seven, (laughs) she was so exhausted. And we're like, we'll just save you for another time. We can always have you join remote or we can go to New York and do it in person. We can figure it out. But it was, she's so great. And her book, highly, highly recommend. It's all about dating, relationships, sex, friendships. They say it's like the Carrie Bradshaw and their like vibe for Gen Z, which I totally agree with. And it was a great read. Second book of the year. Okay. Look at you go. I know. Looking on those. You, so Courage to be Disliked. Yeah. And then this one. And this one. Nice. Yeah. So it was very fun. And then I also on Saturday had a Galentine's Day. That was, so it was a booked and busy weekend. I was running around and my friend Abby got a bunch of girls together. Everyone I didn't know. So all new people, all new friends. And it was so cute. We did a little painting, painted these little canvases with pink, red, yellow, had heart-shaped cake, heart-shaped dips. It was perfect. And she had little Galentine's Day balloons. I was very impressed. I'm like, wow, this is what I want to do. But my room, my house doesn't really have the space. She had like a nice long table like you see on TikTok with flowers and candles. I'm like, I got to figure out how to do this in my house because it was it was very cute. For like 0.2 seconds when I first saw your story, I was like, how the fuck did Kara host that the <laughs> yeah. day after that show? And then I like saw another clip and I was like, oh, it's not Kara's house. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because you can go a million miles an hour and do all of that. But I was like, my jaw was on the floor for a second, thinking that you coordinated all of that. It was like even impressive that I went because I'm like, (laughs) it was just like a lot because I don't know, it's a lot of energy, like being on stage. I don't know. Like just getting ready for that. I was just trying because I wanted to be good. I didn't want to be like a shitty guest. I wanted to be, so I, I don't know. I tried to prepare as much as I could. I was trying to look up TikTok trends and and talk to people afterwards. And it was like, I don't know. Yeah, you're so right. How do you do that for seven (laughs) days in a row? But yeah, no, that was, it was fun. But I'm happy I didn't host it. Three of her friends, her and two other friends hosted it and they killed it. They did such a good job. Yeah, it looked really cute. Yeah. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, should we do Peaks of the Week really quick and then kind of just keep keep it going? Yes. Okay. Oh, I have a couple peaks, but a silly one is that I had lost my mail key. I told you right. this. And showed up. I won't go into that, but it showed up. And so I went to check the mail last night and I was like, oh my God, it's like Christmas because I lost my mail key in like November. No, it's been a and long time. Was, yeah, it's been a while. Quite, quite a bit of mail. Some packages, you know, some PR ones, my mushrooms. And I've been out of mushrooms and so I'm like, got my restock. <laughs> and now I can start mailing things to myself again because I was like mailing some things to my mom or just not ordering stuff because I couldn't get it. That was exciting. That's um, Well, I'm happy for you. I'll, I'll leave that as my peak. What was yours? I don't know how I cannot say the show. It was so fun. It was such an honor. But I mean, that was Valentine's Day. I feel like this weekend was the high. I think I have to leave it at that. Like, especially, again, it was just cool. And again, I don't even feel like I've made it or anything. Like, I'm not even saying that like, like it was just nice to have Eli bring me into her spotlight to even just like show me that that's possible. I think that was very, very cool. And you literally said... I don't know if it was on the podcast or the Patreon or to me. In our workshop. But that you wanted more, more speaking engagement things. Yes. Like in the Patreon goal setting workshop, we did that activity, which if you guys missed out, hopefully we'll do our mid-year. We said we might do another mid-year check-in in June. We did, this, we did this activity that was like, if next year, no limits, don't think about what's possible that you can actually achieve. But if next year was the best year of your life, what would that look like? And I said, somehow getting paid to travel and speak. Again, not, not putting what exactly, how it could make it happen. But I just thought, I don't know, I've always just like speaking on stage. I did speech in high school, competed in that for four years. And I just like... I don't, and it's funny because then when I said that, I was telling Connor about it. He's like, well, you should do stand-up comedy. I'm like, no, like that's not, <laughs> I mean, I get what he's saying. Cause it is like, that's like the most attainable way for someone to be on stage and speaking. But I'm like, that's just not my brain. And I, that would be disrespectful to actual stand-up comedians if I try to do that. But I think going on podcast tour and growing the podcast and doing something like that is the most attainable way for myself. All right, let's do it. To be doing that. Unless I make a full career pivot and somehow become an expert in some sort of topic. But I think the podcast is the move. I think you could do both. I think the podcast True. on tour would show other people, the universe, that you're down for those type of things, mm -hmm. growing the network for those type of opportunities. And then they would just naturally more of those would come. Yeah, you're right. I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think I could somehow brand myself. in Because I feel like that's how people get speaking engagements is you brand yourself as a social media marketing coach or the friendship coach like Danielle Baird-Jackson. Mm -hmm. She just wrote her friendship book and she gets paid to speak at different places. So having yourself in some sort of niche is for sure a surefire way to get paid to travel and speak on stages. So we'll see. Oh, I love that for you. You do, you seem like a natural up there. I can always tell when, <laughs> whenever you're doing your stage things, whether it's karaoke in the Okaboji or the Ozarks or a book tour, you seem to gravitate into those situations and like shine. It's very, it seems very natural for you. Well, thank you. We'll see. I'm going to manifest it. Five-year plan. 
You say five-year plan? Yeah. I think that's attainable. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be this year. Doesn't have to be next year. That's what I'm thinking. How old will we be? 33? <laughs> well, let's hope it's sooner than that. But 30s are the new 20s. It's fine. But like literally every podcast is going on tour. I'm seeing yeah. them everywhere. And I've gone to two or three now as market research because I've been thinking this for a while. I haven't even told you. I'm like, we have to go on tour someday. Like that just has to be a thing. But it's a bunch of podcasts that are doing these live shows because it's this new era where you have these large online followings that you never see them in person. So it's like this new way to bring your followers in real life to a place. It'd be really fun. And the brand of our show, Artie, Artie Friends, um, Artie friends. would be, <laughs> we'll do crafts. And <laughs> we, we literally yeah, just do Artie Friends. <laughs> and it's everyone doing crafts and then we're just talking on stage. <laughs> but no, it would be great for people to meet each other. Like that entire brand makes so much sense. It does. Not that like a health and wellness tour doesn't make sense. You're still bringing people together who care about that or whatever, but it would be also, yes, about us doing the show, but for people to meet each other and hang out and network and whatever. I agree. Because even at that event, people were turning to each other because if you came by yourself or if you even just came with one friend, it was table seating. So you were sitting with six or eight other people. So everyone made friends. It is totally an environment that invites that and welcomes that. So I agree. It's so in line. We need to like put a survey or something and figure out where most of our listeners live. Yeah. Because our analytics are like so broad. Yeah, we'd have to, we'll figure that out. But okay, listeners peaks? Listeners peaks. Okay. Brenna said, reconnecting with an old friend and talking about how far we've come. That's cute. I love that energy. Allie said, I went on my dream trip to New Zealand. That is epic. Rachel said, getting my first submission in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Congratulations. We love a tough baddie. Since we always talk about class pass on here, Maddie said, my boyfriend gifted me an early Valentine's Day surprise of a class pass gift card. So excited to try it. That's a really good gift, honestly. That's so nice. Wow. Seriously, perfect gift. As always, send in your peeks on our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast. We post that story box every Monday. And then also make sure you send in those ratings and reviews because we pick someone every week who sent in a rating review to be our listener of the week. And it's all on our Instagram page. Low-key, us plugging that has kind of... We have like over 400 reviews on Spotify now. Yeah. We're getting close to our 500 goal. Yeah. So if you haven't done it, you literally have to click, <laughs> rate the show, and you screenshot it and send it to us. But no, it definitely helps because it. we have gotten... I've met so many listeners in real life now, especially at Eli's show or just running around St. Louis. I ran into three listeners last week at the yoga studio that I go to. And one of them found us through Spotify recommendation. And I've read that when you get more ratings, it recommends you more because then it shows the algorithm that people like the show. So it all helps us. So if you're listening and you have two seconds, you don't have to send it to us. If you don't want to be entered, that's fine. Just, Just rate it. That would be much appreciated. Yeah, it's crazy how hard you have to work to get reviews. Because like, say for 1404, I've had to ask so many people to write a review and we Mm -hmm. only have like 15. And I'm like, we literally have like 30 sales a day. Like we've had thousands thousands of customers. I'm like, how have only 15 people taken the time? It makes it look like no one ever comes in here. But it's so helpful because then if someone types in for whether it's us or the shop, like secondhand shop near me, then we're actually going to show up more. If someone types in how to make and maintain friendships, then we show up because people write reviews that say the things that we say on the show. Yeah, that's my one. If I contribute something of good karma to this world, I always try to write good, detailed Google reviews and put specific things. I feel like you taught me that even, of putting specific 
details. Because if someone's looking for somewhere to get, I don't know, what's something specific? Like baklava, <laughs> like a restaurant. Like they had really good baklava or unique vintage dresses, things like that I try to do. Yeah, because when you go on Google, if you go to the review section, at the top, there will be like five little toggle words yes. of what reviewers say. It'll be like aesthetic, cute, reasonably priced, like words that a lot of people say in the reviews. So it really, really helps a lot. And same, I'm a local Google guide. I had to turn off the the email subscriptions that Google was sending me because every day would be like, wow, your reviews <laughs> yeah. are getting noticed. You hit 1 million on this random burger review. I don't know. And I'm like, I know. I, it kind of stresses same. me out. <laughs> When it sends you that, it's like, you got 10,000 views on this. I'm like, it's like a picture of me. I'm like, this is, this is embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. You're like, if I had known, I maybe would have tried a little harder there. <laughs> okay, I've been, I'm going to bring up one of the topics that were down. I've been kind of beefing with people's friendship advice on TikTok. I haven't stitched it or made a video about it, but I don't agree with a lot of these takes I'm seeing lately. And one of them is about toxic friendships. So I wish I could play the video, um, but I can give you the gist. Maybe you saw it, but there was one TikTok and this girl was sitting in her car and she was like, if your friends don't swipe up on your stories and respond and engage and like and comment on every single one of your posts, they're not a real friend. They secretly hate you. Oh. (laughs) And I'm like... All the comments were like, yes, like secret friends that hate you never comment. They never engage. They never respond to your stories. And I'm like, I just disagree. What well, are your, what case, are your you instant- and I must hate each other. Yeah, right. I like never. <laughs> well, because I also know that you've said like when people swipe up in your stories, it's like more work for you. And so I'm like, I'm not going to swipe up on your stories. I'm trying to heal that a little bit. I still have story replies off, but I'm getting... It also was just a perfectionist thing that I felt like I had to reply to every single comment or story reply. But now I'm like, you know, it's fine. I'll get to, I'll get to what I can. But yeah, like I'm always going to throw a like on everyone's stuff. Mm-hmm. But And I, I try to be good about commenting. when I feel like I miss a lot of my friend's stuff and then I'll see one post and then I just go spam their entire account. <laughs> yeah. But like my thought process is like, aren't you the delusional one for checking who's liking all your posts and commenting and keeping tabs? Mm, hot take. I don't know. But I think I also have a skewed view because as a Pisces, I think I have a very good intuition on people. So I have not really had that many like toxic secret friend hater relationships because I can sniff out someone's vibe from the first meeting. Yeah. And wouldn't you notice that in person? Like it wouldn't just be them not commenting on your Instagram. Like wouldn't that energy translate to when you're guys, when you're hanging out? And like backhanded compliments or... Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like I've somehow managed to stay away from most of those people. Also, it also helped that I was not in a friend group really in high school. I feel like a lot of people have those situations when they're in those like 10 plus girlfriend groups. I never had that. <laughs> I was just like me and three friends. But I don't know. This TikTok just irked me because I'm like, none of you guys are... I don't know. I feel like it's just projecting a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes the people closest around you, like they also see you in real life more. Yes. So I have one friend who's in their mid-30s and she's like barely on Instagram, not on TikTok, not on Lemonade, doesn't really listen to that many podcasts. She has like no idea what's going on in my like social world. And that has nothing to do with her hating me. It has everything mm-hmm. to do with her choice of how she chooses to use social media for everyone. Yeah. And like not spend your time. Yeah, it's weird. Cause I'm like, you're val you're placing value on your friendships over something that's not real, like digital. Which I'm I guess it's a gray area because I'm sure there are actual situations because clearly people are commenting and liking where that did translate. 
but I just don't think people should be getting so hell-bent over if their friends didn't swipe up on their stories. Because I have close friends that don't comment on my posts. Like, because they were almost saying like, they need to be hyping you up in the comments. They need to be gassing you up when you look good. It's just like, like you're saying, if someone knows you in real life, why do they need to put on a show of, and a spectacle of, that's just not how everyone acts. I also think we're right on the cusp of that like Gen Z millennial though, mm-hmm. because the younger kids, TikTok was like the way that the app, like the comments are everything on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my friend Lee about this because she's a little bit younger. And Gen Z brought that comment energy over to Instagram. And millennials are a little bit more like passive in our engagement with each other, like more from Facebook. It's like, oh, you just like it. You, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a comment, but like that to the us, that's like, that's enough kind of. Yeah. And a comment or like a response on a story feels like going the extra mile. 100%. And I like, I, I do appreciate when people are like, oh my God, like that really looks amazing. Look, if I made some food or your trip looks like you're having a great time, whatever. But I don't think our, our age of people do that as much as the younger kids. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the younger people, if you did have a friend that was commenting on every single person's in your friend group's photos, but like not commenting on yours, maybe that would be. As they say, the video I think called it like a silent watcher, which I'm just mm. like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I mean, I have... Yeah. Have you? I think that there's a, like you said, a gray area because if your friend does like not support you ever, <laughs> like if I had a friend that like never, ever once listened to the podcast, I'm not expecting them to keep up every week. Or if they didn't follow me on Instagram, I'd be like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> you don't have to like weird. everything. <laughs> but like... Tune in a little bit here and there, you know, but I'm not checking ever. Yeah, no, I don't check. And I think that's if you feel like your friends secretly hate you if they don't like all your posts and comment, I feel like you should try to practice not looking. (laughs) I don't think I've ever looked at who's liked my stuff. No, and I think that that is actually just validating something you already know because in person, those backhanded compliments, yeah, those like little digs, you're like, it's subjective. You're like, do they really mean it? I don't know. You can't go back and like check and see. But then with social media, it's like the data's there and you're like, oh, they didn't like my last 10 posts. They've never commented, whatever. So you're just validating something to yourself that you already know. 100%. With the whole secret hater friend, has that ever happened to you? Um, I don't know if I like really, really fully believe in haters. I What do they call it? Um, confused fans is what I yeah, like to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had a few confused friends that I could tell like really wanted to be close with me to kind of like either get in with my friends or learn from my work and my industry. But it felt manipulative seems intense. Like I don't think that they were top of mind trying to be manipulative, but they didn't realize that they weren't just out there for the friendship. Right. Yeah, because I keep and seeing, so, yeah. of course, it's because I saved it to talk about in the podcast and I've seen like two or three other videos all around people not commenting and liking and there being secret haters or silent watchers. And I'm like, this just, I just can't relate. I don't know. But I also have like two friends <laughs> in real life that are like really close. And then I have like 30 fun friends, acquaintance friends. And if any of those are secret haters, it's fine because I don't really interact with them that much. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I, I think that that says you're very secure in who you are. Because I think a lot of people might just be looking for that external validation from their friends that like, oh yeah, I am hot. Oh yeah, I'm killing it, whatever. But like if you're secure in yourself, if your friends aren't saying that, it's okay. You don't need them to. It's like the cherry on top mm-hmm. rather than like, 
they better be doing that or else. Okay, not to bring it back to the courage to be disliked, but that's one of his rules is don't seek out any validation. And I've been hearing that a lot too of people saying, don't seek out any validation, good or bad. Like I was listening to a podcast and I think it was Whitney Cummings' podcast. She's a comedian. She's like, I don't read the comments, good or bad. It's just dopamine, the mm-hmm. good and then the bad. One of like a thousand will... <laughs> Like I've been, I've cried once from a mean comment and it's just like, but you had a thousand nice comments, but you only focus on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really look either. I don't need that. Yeah. Cause it just distracts me. If, if I already like what I'm doing and who I am, I don't need this random person that lives in a different state that I've never met that knows nothing about me to like weigh in. 100%. I'll ask my close friends and family for their feedback. And I do like getting constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like enjoy it, but it, after it's always very helpful. I had a few like conversations this week that I was asking some of my loved ones for feedback on. And I was like, hit me with it. I'm like, tell me, tell me how you really feel because I want to, I want to know. And then I'm like, yeah, damn. And then I was like thinking about it after. And I'm like, that, I get it. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. But that's not them being a hater. That's them like being nice and yeah. I feel like, but you need your friends to check you. Oh, absolutely. As long as they're trusted confidants that you know are not saying anything to be malicious, I feel like it is good to have your friends correct you. And if you're asking for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's been on okay, your what, mind lately? What other videos were okay, tripping yes. your trigger? Um, another one that I just didn't agree with. So there's a conversation online about if it's your birthday and you invite your friends out to eat, aka a birthday dinner, who pays? So the first video was this guy who his friend picked a very bougie restaurant and he just could not do that at the moment. So he skipped dinner and then they went out for drinks and his friend was all pissy, which is just, and you know, why did you miss the dinner? I don't know. Obviously, that's just not cool. That's not a really good friend. But then someone stitched it. Tank stitched it. And she said her rule is that if she invites everyone out for a birthday dinner, that it's on the person that invited everyone to pay for everyone. So I'd be on her to pay for everyone's meal. And I don't know. What are your thoughts? I've weirdly always kind of felt more like Tinks. Like mm-hmm. if I'm hosting, it was my idea. I wanted the fun bit. I should pay. If people want to chip in and get the tip or like bring a bottle of wine to like add to the experience, like great. But you can't just like decide to do something and then force other people into it, is my opinion. Yeah. So it's interesting because then some of the comments are like, wait, in Europe, we all will pitch in to pay for the person that is their birthday. And I've done that too. I honestly feel like you just got to read the room. And if you're asking your friends to go somewhere expensive when you know that not everyone can afford that, everyone can just do that, then that's a little inconsiderate. But if it's somewhere like medium casual, like a $25, $30 entree, I don't feel like you should have to pay for everyone. But I don't know. It's just, I feel like it depends on what stage of life you're at too. Clearly Tanks is successful, can pick up a $800 tab. I don't know. I'm opting, I would rather do an at-home birthday and you make a meal for everyone. And then like you said, people could bring wine. I feel like that's a good compromise, but it is hard because you're right. You did invite everyone to do it. Yeah, I don't know. To me, if someone invites me to do something like, okay, let's say go grab a coffee. Maybe that's really cheap. But sometimes like, even if I'm like, let's go do it, I'll pay because I'm like, this was my idea. I want company. Mm -hmm. You said yes. So it's kind of my turn to pick up the tab. And if in return the next week, you're like, hey, do you want to like go get ice cream? You pick up the tab. And to me, I like the reciprocity. Yeah. In that, that it's just like, we hang out enough that we all know it's going to come back one way or the other. 
Because I'm like, I'm never going to be the friend that like sends a Venmo request for like a fucking meal. No. Ever. No, same. I, I even like feel bad. Even when people are like trying to Venmo me, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Even though I'm like, okay, it kind of would be nice if you would Venmo me for it. But no, I've had to like stop putting my card down at group dinners because I like forget to ask everyone. And I'm like, it's fine. It was $130. It's fine. But like I've done that two or three times because I just, I'm like, they're my friends. <laughs> Like, that's probably not... I was like, I can't keep doing this. That's like $300 later. I'm like... I know. I used to do it because I wanted the points. Yeah, same. But then you always get gypped with the tax and the tip. No, I've had to stop doing it because I I will help other people put their card down and do the tab app. It's called tab Mm -hmm. and it does the tax and tip and splits everyone's proportions for what they got. It's really nice. But for me, I... Yeah, I hate asking people for money on Venmo or like texting. I just can't. Same. It feels so embarrassing. It does feel embarrassing. It's like, I'm like, I'll be broke. I'm not going to ask. Like, I even had to reserve like pickleball courts two weeks ago for everyone. It was like $60. And I was just like hoping that everyone paid me their $7 because I did not. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to text them after this. This is because it's like, what? I'm texting you for $7. But then when you would do it with 10 people, it's like $70. But did you just hear my stomach growl? No. Maybe. Wow. That was ferocious. Um, any other hot topics? Not really. Yeah. I'm just bracing myself because now it's election year. And I'm just like, I feel like we're in the sweet spot where everyone loves each other right now. And I'm just trying to relish. You're so right. It isn't very politically charged right now. Like everyone's having fun. Everyone's loving life. I know. And now I'm just like, can they not put all these issues back out and put everyone back at each other's throats and cause chaos again? Because... Life feels pretty, I mean, yes, the economy is absolute shit and inflation, but at least people are like being nice to each other right now. I agree. I feel like the climate is really nice right now. And obviously it will get crazy, but I feel like we just got to keep thinking that it's not crazy and be a little delusional and then create this reality that everything's happy and fine still. And hopefully people will realize that like the regular people are not the bad guys. Like we don't need to be pitted against each other. Like let's take the anger out on the people that deserve to get the anger taken out on. (laughs) Not your neighbor. Yeah. Not your friend, not your sibling, not your parents. Like, just love each other. You're, you're never going to see 100% eye to eye with somebody, so. No. I, I like, barely see 100% eye to eye with myself. I changed my mind every other day. Okay, wait. Um, Cinderella story mom, Jen, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. I don't know if I should say this on here, but I'm working with a new lady now who, like, reminds me so much of her. And we went to have, like, a, a meeting to see if we, like, fit each other's vibe for me to help her with some stuff. And she like, I haven't had lobster in like five years, mm-hmm. but we got lobster bis soup. I was like, you know, it's the moment. I can't say no to this Jennifer Coolidge lookalike. It just feels <laughs> like the vibe. <laughs> and so you had lobster bisque with Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. And Prosecco. Oh, I haven't even told you guys. This is overdue, but I had wine in December, right before, no, right after Christmas. It was maybe like December 28th. Me, Jesse, and Mark went to La Bouvette, which is like my favorite cute little place in Omaha. It's like so European and cozy. And I was just like, you know what? This feels like a fun little reunion. No big deal. I'm just going to have a glass of wine because I wanted to break my sobriety on a time where it just felt like very natural and organic. And then in Colombia, I was on this really cool rooftop. It was called Click Clack, if you guys ever go. Stunning. I literally felt like a tiny little person, and this building was like so big. I felt like I was shrunk down in there. It's really cool. But I had a cocktail there. And then the other night with a friend, I had a glass of wine. And now with this lady, I had Prosecco. Mm-hmm. So I've had like five drinks in a month, which is more than I had in the last like four years. 
Yeah. But it's funny because the timing being dry January, everyone else is like not drinking right now. <laughs> I haven't had more than two drinks in one situation. Mm-hmm. And it just feels very not a non-event, which is how I wanted it to be, where I'm like, I still don't plan on drinking a lot often. I don't really ever want to be drunk again. But if it's like the vibe, wine to me feels less aggressive. I don't think you're going to catch me like ripping tequila shots again. Mm-hmm. Never say never, but yeah, I kind of like totally forgot to say that on here, which I think actually is good because that means it was a non-event. Yeah. Well, because what made you want to, because were you trying to be sober forever or were you just, because what was that thought process? No, I only, I was like started with a month. I was like, let me just do a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd always done dry January, but I was like, let me just do a month not for dry January. And it's like, well, that was not that bad. Let me do six months. And then I made it to six months and I was like, let me try a year. And when I was at a year, like might as well just keep it going. And I just kept going. And I kind of said it on the episode with Amber when we talked about her book, Seasons of Sobriety, and how I said the one thing about the AA culture, I guess, is that it's all about the streak. And to me, it was always about healing the relationship with alcohol with myself of not using it as a way to like be a crutch for things, Mm -hmm. to put myself out there more or to cope or to only feel like I'm a good time if I'm drinking or whatever. It was more just to get past drinking for the wrong reasons and let it be like a celebratory thing. And I did need that time away from it. But yeah, now now I just feel like indifferent. Yeah. I could go, I could literally right now, if I was like, oh, I'll go a year without drinking again. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or I'd be like, if someone tomorrow, if there was like, like if we're in Tulum and like the vibe is right, I'll have a glass of wine. I don't know. Yeah. Because I remember you saying that early on, that if you were on a mountain in Argentina and wine country, you'd hope that you're at a place where you just have a glass of wine. Yeah. And that feels like a special place where you could do that. Exactly. And it was really special with <laughs> Jesse and Mark. They were like shocked because so they picked me up and we're like, we're all cute. We got our little outfits on. We're like waiting in line. And I was like, guys, I think I'm going to have a glass of wine. And they were like, are you okay? Are you sure? Like, we can go somewhere else. So I was like, no, like, I, I'm down for it. And so we got a nice cab and some little appetizers and kind of made it like celebratory and fun. It didn't mm-hmm. feel toxic or aggressive or like I was like throwing away my sobriety. Oh, because a lot of people, I'm sure they were like, wait, are we supposed to be like supporting this? Like, because you don't really know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, is she, uh, is this the beginning this of a crisis? good or bad? Like, <laughs> yeah. we don't know. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, when I saw your story, I was like, wait, is this good or bad? Like, I don't know if this is like, you're like, yay, I'm done. Or like, no, wait, this is like, because for some people, that's like not good. Yeah, yeah. I could always drink casually and have a glass of wine here and there. It was when I would go to the club <laughs> and I'd have some shots and do bottle service and then keep going until five o'clock in the morning. That was the issue. Yeah. But that was not that was not what we did. <laughs> That's not what happened. After if I do that. that, then you guys can um all know that that is a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> that is where someone needs to intervene. No. Yeah. I give all of you guys permission to ask if I'm doing okay. If you see a story of me like ripping, like doing a shot ski again. (laughs) Twerking at the club. (laughs) Accidentally hit public story. I mean, I'll still dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, don't call the cops on dancing. But okay, well, thanks for the update. And I'm happy for you. This is great. Do you feel like you're at at where you want to be? Yeah. Good. All of this together just feels like I'm really trying to let go of the perfectionism in many areas of my life. And it's just like, 
Is it for numbers? Is it for a streak? Is it for external validation? All of the things, whether it's drinking or us having that perfect episode or only having good reviews on the shot, like all of that is just external. It matters like at the end of the day, how I feel. And before I think I cared more that people thought I wasn't drinking anymore, I guess. And now I'm like, I'm happy. I know I don't got issues. So you guys can think whatever you want. Yeah. Fuck what society says of if you're sober, you have to be sober forever. Or if you're drinking, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That there's, yeah. yeah. Like do what works for you. And like there will be different seasons, I'm sure, through the rest of my life. Or maybe I have another long period of sobriety. Maybe I have a good time for a couple years. I don't know. I also can tell that I have been a little, I don't even know if unhinged makes it seem like I'm like going off the deep end. But like I, I had lobster. I haven't had lobster in a really long time. Mm -hmm. What else did I do? I mean, I have, I'm listing my spare bedrooms on Airbnb. I'm just a very free, fun, carefree era. I said in our goal setting episode that I just want to like laugh and have fun more. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that was something that sobriety kind of took away from me because I stopped putting myself in fun situations. I thought they were like one without the other. I had to I can only have fun if I was going out and doing those things. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I can have fun on a Tuesday with some lobster bis soup. And I can have fun with my Airbnb guests and we can make pumpkin bars on a Saturday night. Like I don't have to be health and wellness, control freak, perfectionist, work, work, work to be successful all the time. It's okay to like chill the fuck out. <laughs> Eat a pumpkin bar. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's just the narrative of our world that people just like to put other people in a box. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. We all like, we're such a label-based society. And that's why people don't like the gray areas. They're like, well, are you sober or are you not? Because like, they need to decide where to place me. Are you vegan or are you not? Because like, they need to determine what they think about how I eat. And everyone does it to everyone. Are you a stay-at-home mom or not? Are you a travel person or not? You know, everyone wants to put labels on people. Are mm -hmm. you guys together or are you not together? And... I think I'm just even letting go of the labels that I've put on myself in the past because I don't want to, I don't care. I don't want to be restric restricted by anything. Yeah. You just want to do what you want to do. As long as you're not hurting anybody and not hurting yourself, it's like, what's the harm? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't allow for evolvement or change or spontaneity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which I do think being disciplined is great, but there's a time and a place. No, I agree. Well, thanks for sharing. I think that was definitely something that we wanted to hear. and that we're happy that you're thriving. You're doing great. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's better than ever. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I think that's our catch up. Yeah, this feels good. Well, have so much fun in Tulum. You'll have to keep us posted. Are there any things you're going to be doing that you're looking forward to? Well, it was going to be a solo trip. And then mm -hmm. Jesse voice memoed me and she was like, hey, <laughs> mind if I come to Tulum? And I'm like, mind? Get your ass over there. Mm -hmm. Let's go book the Airbnb together. So, and then her other friend who I don't know is also joining for the first three days. I was actually supposed to leave today, but I changed my flight to tomorrow, which was so convenient. I like American sent me an email and they were like, change your flight for free to tomorrow. And I'm like, that is so nice because they're arriving tomorrow. And I had quite a few things to do today. Yeah. I was like tripping that it just worked out so good. Live it in the flow, man. Yeah. And sometimes well, when they do, do that, you even get like a gift card because they overbooked it. I know. I was, I was like, I wanted my flight change anyway, but I was like, where's the credit? Yeah, where's the fucking $200 <laughs> e-visa gift card yeah. or flight credit? Ugh. Come on. So then I'll be back Sunday. Do I need to go to Tulum? Absolutely not. But when I was in Colombia, I was just scouring google.com slash flights and I found a round trip ticket 
with a normal layover, nothing crazy, 351 with tax and fees. Yeah. Like, I just, how couldn't leave it on the table? Wait, there's a funny TikTok that is, it's like that one friend that's like, the flight was so cheap. Like, it was so cheap. I had to go. And they're like, didn't you not Venmo me back for dinner last week? They're like, well, <laughs> but like, I'm literally like saving money by going. <laughs> they're like, where are you staying? I'm like, no, that's literally me. Like, I absolutely financially should not be going to Tulum no, this week. No, 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 no. But it's just funny. But I know that, like, I'm like, I'm only going to spend, like, $300 when I get there. Like, I just know how to do it so cheap. And you can spend that on groceries with, like, barely blinking. 100%. So I'm like, I just will eat pumpkin bars for three days. I won't <laughs> <laughs> buy anything online. And boom, Tulum's paid for. It's totally paid for. Okay, well, have so much fun. You're an OG Tulum goer way before it was cool. Just want to give you that credit. I appreciate that because I really was. No, like you were. Like, I had never heard of it. And I saw your Instagram in like 2015. I feel like you were at, I don't think it was Azulik. What's the other place? No, I was. Okay, that was Azulik. I was that OG that I even knew Azulik existed. And you could afford it when it wasn't $1,200 a night. Yeah. I think back then it was like 500 which was still a lot. But me and the person I went with split it. Yeah. I only stayed like three nights, so it was like two fifty per person, which I'm not saying. It's not it's nothing, but, but it was not twelve hundred a night back then. Yeah, is that actually how much it is? I just guessed. How much oh, is I don't it? know. It's a lot. I don't even look now because I'm like, I don't it's not a, yeah, it's just like it's, it's out of my tax bracket. Well, you're gonna have so much fun. I'm excited for you. I'm gonna get tanned. Do you see my tan lines right now? Kinda? A little bit, yeah. You're like squinting. You're like, no, I can't oh, see them. That's funny. Hopefully they'll be darker. Okay. Now I'm rambling. Thank you guys for hanging with us today. Thank you for giving us grace to not be on our teacher A game. Yeah. And let us know if you like this format. I feel like we honestly could just do more weekly, timely catch-ups of just things that's going on in our opinions. I like it. I know. Because 20 minutes in the catch-up segment, I'm like, barely scratched the surface. No, we I could be, I tell one story for 20 minutes. Okay. Well, have a great week. Thank you guys. Hopefully next week we'll be back on the wellness series, but who knows? Lots of guests are having on are on different continents, all on the other side of the world. I think we have two guests that were 14 hours. So we'll see. And so it's one of us is recording. Well, both people are recording at inconvenient times that are outside of normal business hours. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here for another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Artie Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and we pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. 
like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.